and welcome to Mondays with Manal. Today we're going to breach on a topic that I brought a couple weeks ago. And this topic is really close to heart because it comes from experience. Um, and many individuals are facing it today. We are going to re-engage the conversation around burnout. As I was doing some research on this topic, um, because I am giving a, a keynote speech on it in a couple weeks, I ran across an article by Harvard Business Review titled, How Managers Can Prevent Their Teams From Burning Out. It's by Jen Fisher. And what's interesting, the article starts off with a Deloitte survey done on a thousand employees currently. 77% that they're experiencing some sort of burnout. 50% of them said that this is a repeat feeling or emotion that they're going through. And 87% of those respondents actually have passion for their jobs. These are individuals in jobs that they want to be in and that they enjoy. And so the question is, how can managers and companies instill and build the infrastructure to help not only retain employees, but help prevent this burnout that's creeping at a very fast rate, especially in our digital workplaces. What's concerning is that seven out of 10 respondents in the survey stated that they did not believe their company was doing enough to minimize burnout. And I think like another one in five felt that their company did not even have programs in place for you know stress reduction measures. And this is very, concerning because employee retention is so key to long-term success. It isn't just a checkbox or a task. It's a variable in this whole ecosystem of a corporation. And in this ecosystem, you are not only fueling employee productivity and motivation and engagement when they, when you reduce burnout, but it is playing into the foundation of your company maintaining an alignment of your values, your mission, and your culture. It is ever so important. And that is why organizations today need to be more purposeful in how they approach stress reduction and burnout strategies in the workplace. We are shifting to remote work environments. Shifting to wor remote work environments is it comes with its own challenges. There are many positives to it, but there are also challenges that we have to address up front. We are going to have a burnout epidemic that we're going to try to reverse. And it sort of almost seems like it's happening. The article talks about some key points or areas to focus on, and I'll sort of share uh, my opinions on them too. It has the typical go-to um, strategy in there, first strategy, make sure employees take their vacations and it, make sure they take real weekends. See, the problem is, in my opinion, that uh, reality, does it exist? It might, but it really stems usually from a bigger issue. I do feel that a lot of the issues that companies companies face are capacity related. Um, and how many companies, like if you're listening to this and you're a mid-sized corporation, or even a large corporation, like how well is your capacity planning? Um, how, how many times is it pressure tested? Are there new products that are more complex? Or is the changing work environment and changing tech evolution, AI evolution, um, creating different forms of complexities? Like there's a lot of pressure testing that needs to go into our operational practices and capacity modeling and planning that I do think, you know, is a little bit 
is, is usually not front and center or has the discipline that it should. I also think that, you know, a lot of companies fall to this. I mean, even large corporations where there's a single point of failure. If you have a process where there are one or a few individuals that are the holder of information, um, that makes it very difficult for that one person who it should is probably a subject matter expert and somebody you don't want to lose to, they're probably more vulnerable to stress and burnout than others because how can they take a vacation if they have, they, they are the holder of information and something goes away and they have to fix it, right? That needs to be readdressed and re-looked at. Leaders, us, managers, like we need to be better as well. If we have a process where we are sending late night emails or weekend emails because it just is the way our life is integrated with our work, that's okay. But we need to be open with our communication. Let our employee employees know that, hey, look, I have this process where between um, 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. I like to catch up on my emails and send them all out. I'm not expecting a response right away. Uh, if I do, I will tag it as, you know, urgent, whatever it may be. Have open conversations about this because it's really important um, to set the right expectation and not have, have this perception that response is required right away. And it's very easy, e easy to say, well, set the boundaries, don't respond. But, you know, most overachievers and, and those who are passionate about their jobs go into action mode and, you know, they're doing, they have the right intentions. And so communication is, is very clear, very important and should be very clear. The article goes on to talk about um, instilling uh, programs like mental health days, or um, it talks about how this German auto company Daimler instilled deletion of emails. It's an extreme uh, methodology, but I love the point it made when someone's on vacation and has their outer office, if an email is sent, it automatically deletes it and sends it back to the sender, um, stating that they're not, they're not in the office or on vacation. If it needs to be taken care of, can it be handled in um, other ways or other means? Um, and I totally, you know, love what the message that they were trying to send. It talks about other key programs to instill that are preventative, like ongoing, in making making some of these softer um, skills and mental fitness, not, you know, programs that are separate from, you know, your training that you receive as an employee, a stress management training, instilling, you know, meditation or yoga, like some corporations do, um, having different types of outlets, um, rest days, uh, when a big, big project finishes, rewarding, you know, your team with a couple reset days, whatever it may be, but there are ways, uh, simple, low hanging fruit, and then larger complex, um, you know, programs to instill in regards to training and ongoing training and, you know, whatever um, other programs there may be. The survey also brought out one other key area, which is many employees don't feel that they are recognized in the workplace. Now, this is also a challenge in a shifting work environment to more digital workspaces, but it is also a challenge for uh, burnout because it all comes into play, right? Your emotions are tight. They're not you know, isolated and siloed and recognition is key on all levels and even holistically team recognition, company recognition, achieving milestones that are going to lead you to your ultimate North Star and bigger goals, uh, keeping the team encouraged and motivated. I think in our shifting work, work environment, this is going to be very, very prevalent. And it's something that we need to be more purposeful on. There is a line in the article that I want to read because uh, I think it's stated just really well. You can't really 
go away from stress in the workplace and life. It is a part of life, right? But it doesn't have to be pervasive. Organizations can and should play a more active role in preventing burnout. Let's shift and talk about Manal's pick of the week. My pick this week is a platform called Momento.fm. And I have met the co-founder, David Salib, at the podcast conference uh, about a year, year and a half ago here in Dallas. And not only, I mean, my gosh, just smart, humble, inspirational leadership that Momento has, but the tool itself is just so efficient. And I created a post yesterday with it. I did launch my podcast, Power Up with Manal, uh, linked below if you would love to check it out. And I take, I have automated a lot of parts of my podcast. One of the automations, which is so beneficial is through Momento. And that's the way I use Momento is I, I, I actually put in my RSS feed for the podcast. It spits out my show notes, summaries, key moments that were impactful in the podcast. And I can turn those quickly into reels and then post them across all social media platforms. I don't think I need to say much more, uh, but Momento.fm does a lot more. They also just launched a studio and so much, so many other things. And so um, if you, and this isn't just for podcasters, uh, I actually, my Mondays with Manal, I'm going to start running in there and any other video um, or any other content uh, that, you know, you can run through to get your key moments and turn them into social posts for marketing. I mean, the automation is amazing. It's simplified. It's simplification um, beyond uh, what you can, you know, do on your own or hire somebody to do um, from that particular aspect. So I really appreciate Momento.fm. I love, um, you know, that they're a startup and that they're, you know, already making impacts and strides. Um, their founders are just as innovative and humble and continue to, you know, create. And that's always motivational and inspirational. Thank you, David and team, um, because you've inspired a lot of us to go out and try to do things on our own. My friends, I am feeling super innovative this week. I'm doing new things and I wanted to share a quote that's so fitting by Steve Jobs. Innovation is the ability to see change as an opportunity, not a threat. Have an awesome week ahead. May you be creative, innovative, and make an impact. Cheers.